Welcome to Let's Therapy, where we get real and raw about your mental health, faith, and blended family. We're your hosts, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Now let's therapy. Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Let's Therapy. We are your host, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, married couple, just doing this thing together. Yes. Having fun. Oh yeah. Just, oh, it's good. All good right. stuff. So we're going to be kicking off a series today on something we get a lot of questions about. In blended families and as it relates to your mental health, we get a lot of questions about Mm co-parenting versus parallel parenting. Two very different concepts. Yes. And just so you know, as a disclaimer, this is not a substitute for therapy. If you're looking for somebody to help you, we strongly advise you contact a local counselor, meet with them one-on-one. That would be a great first step. If you are needing immediate help, please dial 911 or 988 to reach the National Suicide Hotline. Yes. So, Vanessa, please tell us the difference between co-parenting and parallel parenting. So, co-parenting means that you and your ex-spouse are working together for the benefit of your children that you have had together. Um, Parallel parenting is the complete opposite. So, there's... um, kind of like a wall between you both, so to speak. So that's where one house implements um, one set of rules or structures or routine, and the other house is completely different. Yeah, and we've seen that a lot. And again, as we go into this three-part series, we're going to talk about benefits and really negatives to both sides. Yes. But let's just talk about good co-parenting. Yeah. So why is that so important for your mental health? Yeah, you know, I think if you're looking at it from the the kids' perspective, mm-hmm. well, we can start there first. You know, kids thrive in environments of routine, of structure, and of stability. So when both parents can work together to provide that for the children, overall, and we see this a lot because we treat a lot of blended families and we mm-hmm. treat a lot of teens in blended families. That's actually our highest client population mm-hmm. here at our counseling center. Um, so we see the benefits of that. They typically have higher grades. Um, They're less likely to abuse substances, Mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. Um, You typically see, uh, you know, their mental health altogether Mm -hmm. and emotional health is a lot better, even their spiritual health. Um, When you can make decisions together and coordinate your co-parenting and even, you know, some family events together, you're going to see your Mm -hmm. children typically thriving versus the opposite, which, um, again, can bring about those negative you know, coping yeah. mechanisms, so to speak. Yeah, let me give you a good example. So I, I heard this story the other day, and I thought this is the really the way to co-parent, and it really had to do with discipline. So let's just, you know, young boy is at dad's house, and um, dad calls the, the the other co-parent, the mom, and says, hey, just want you to know, so-and-so, this child was very disrespectful today. I have removed the Xbox from our house. I would appreciate it if you would follow suit and remove it from your house as well. Mm -hmm. And the other co-parent says, absolutely I will, because they both understand that disrespecting the parent is unacceptable in both houses. So we see that a lot um, where good co-parents make sure they're good transitions Mm -hmm. of stability and consistency. So if discipline is happening in one house, they know that they go back to the other house same discipline occurs. Mm -hmm. You don't get a free pass because it's transition day. Absolutely. And that's where you also see less, when there's less stress and there's the strife is taken out of that and you're co-parenting peacefully, 
then you're going to see less anxiety in your children. Mm-hmm. Um, depression, mm-hmm. you know, typically won't see that if if you're co-parenting well uh, as well. And so you're going to see a more a healthier kid in all the different areas and aspects. So mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, even physically and spiritually. Yeah, and, I mean, children they they thrive in that. Absolutely. And and predictability with children is a big deal. Well, and even for you yourself as the parent, mm-hmm. how that can affect your mental health. You know, if you're co-parenting with a high conflict ex-spouse, that in itself can bring about anxiety. It can bring about stress. It can bring about um, dysfunction or just chaos that adds to how you are feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it adds in everything. I mean, again, you're you're taking a relationship that was at one point the center, the marriage that you had or the union that created a child. And when you add dysfunction in it, it's going to affect everything about your mental health. So let's let's I'm going to turn the topic just a little bit because I I hear us talking about great Mm co-parenting. We talk about examples of great co-parenting, but I know people who are listening. They're like, I want this, but I don't have it. Yeah. So where is the place to start? So I'm going to give you one suggestion first. And we've talked about this a a thousand times in podcasts Mm -hmm. and books and everything is one. We want you to be prayerful. We want you to start praying for a great co-parenting relationship. And that may start with praying for your ex-spouse, praying blessings over their life, praying that your relationship would be healed, that would be mended, and that you could co-parent peacefully. What do you think is another great step, Vanessa? I think another great first step is when you can have frequent communication, creative problem-solving skills, mutual respect, and flexibility. I think all of that plays into Mm -hmm. having a great co-parenting relationship. And we can do this without having the battles because even though you may... Uh, you may not be fond of your ex-spouse or y'all may not have a good relationship. You know, that that doesn't have to affect your parenting. Mm. If you can compartmentalize it, you know, because I have one of our good friends, she and her ex-husband, they are some of the best co-parents, but half the time they don't like each other. And we've actually had them on the podcast. It was um, Amy and Bryson. They were on one of our podcasts at the very beginning, and they have such a unique parenting, uh, co-parenting situation, but there have been seasons where, you know, she's, she's reached out for help and they've not been getting along, but Mm -hmm. at the center of it, they've always co-parented well, despite their feelings towards one another. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, you can have a lot of respect for each other in your co-parenting and your parenting skills and not have a lot of, you know, admiration or affection for them personally. Well, and that's one of the things I remember Amy and Bryson saying, you know, that, you know, despite our feelings about one another, we have always respected each other as parents. And I've heard Amy say, Mm -hmm. you know, I love that how great of a dad he is to Brody, despite what their interactions may be and their feelings towards one another. She has seen and watched how he has been a great Mm -hmm. father. And he's, you know, said the same about her, about being a great mother. Yeah. The other thing that I would suggest, and again, I know as blended families develop, there, there are norm, there are more aspects that get involved. Mm-hmm. Step parents, yeah, people getting remarried, other people having a say in the parenting style mm-hmm. and the parenting aspects of the child. So you may be in that situation and you find a lot of strife in how the step parents are getting along or how the you know your ex spouse's new wife or husband is treating the children. I think that comes down to a really just simple conversation. Yeah. Um, Again, you you don't want to disrespect them for being now a parent, mm-hmm. you know, because the step parent is a parent. Yeah. So you don't want to disrespect that and come at that with conflict. But if it's not working and not gelling correctly, have 
a respectful conversation right. with your co-parent saying, hey, I don't really see how this is going on and I really don't see how, um, you know, maybe this situation is working. I see a lot of strife being interjected here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's more personal and less parenting. Yeah. And so I'd really like to, you know, just kind of separate that mm-hmm. to make sure that we're keeping our eye on parenting yeah. and not on a personal feeling or relationship. Right. And I think there comes a certain point when co-parenting is not effective. And mm-hmm. if you have a high conflict ex-spouse or if you're dealing with an ex-spouse that maybe has a, mil- a men- mental illness yeah. or things that make the relationship really hard to co-parent together is where parallel parenting can come into play. And we know a lot of people who don't agree with it. Some people do agree with it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that a lot on the next episode where parallel parenting, um, the benefits of that and how that can work for you when co-parenting cannot. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, I, I really want to co-parent a little bit better and want to do that a little bit better for my children. Guys, we have had tons of resources on co-parenting. You can go back to the Linda Kingdom Families podcast. We've done lots of podcasts on mm-hmm. co-parenting. Uh, so we highly suggest you go and do that. But as we move forward in the series, next week, Parallel Parenting, we're going to really talk about that because I think that applies to a, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people fall into that category. So if you've been with us today, make sure that you tune in next time for our episode on Parallel Parenting. Cannot wait to see you there. Yes. Be blessed in all that you do. 